You are listening to Oh This Podcast on the Live 9 Podcast Network. This show may contain colorful language and topics. If you are sensitive to this, please be advised. Now on to the show. Everybody, welcome to another edition of Otis Podcast, the podcast you love to hate and hate to love. We are broadcasting again, 49 episodes. I can't believe it. We haven't been shut down yet. They're not coming for us yet, I don't think. Steve, maybe they are. We don't know. We're the playing... FCC knocked on my door the other day. Really? No. No? No? Okay, no. Kind, of, kind, of, kind of freaked me out there <laughs> for a second there. But Steve, <laughs> welcome to another edition. I'm here sitting here. It had rain, snow. It's April seventh, or not even seventh. It's April, first week of April. We'll we'll give it a loose timeline here. There was rain, snow in Chicago today. It was crazy. Yeah, I not was watching. I was watching the White Sox game today, and it was snowing, and I was like, "Oh, yes, I definitely envy that." But uh, yeah, the uh, the 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 common uh, opening week of baseball uh terrible weather in chicago uh is is a tradition like no no like no other just like the masters oh, uh, so um it is a uh a, a rite of passage so to speak for uh, us midwesterners absolutely and this masters is by far what i can con- it's like watching nascar you're watching it for like <laughs> all of the wrecks and accidents and stuff like that Sergio Garcia, longtime listener of the podcast, uh, <laughs> just threw a train wreck tin cup moment in today. What five shots into the water in a row? Five consecutively? consecutive shots into the water. Yes, right. uh, uh, Sergio, truly uh, knowing how to represent the common man out there. Uh, yeah, just uh, doing his best tin cup impression, and uh, yeah, hung a, hung up a was it a thirteen? I think on a on a par five. So. That was um, crazy. And then no, also, that's, that's something I've done without hitting the ball in the water, so I, I don't want to judge too much. But uh, um, yeah, not not a not a great look. Uh, well, but I mean, you got so not only do you have that, but then you have uh, shoot, I forgot the guy's last name, but he gets a hole in one yesterday oh. in the, uh, the par three contest. Is dancing down the fairway, literally dislocates his ankle, and then goes out and shoots four under today. He and did was was in the lead, but then Spieth came up and uh, got him. Uh, Spieth shot like six under today. So, but yeah, he's in the top five uh, after playing on a dislocated ankle. Yes, and if you watch the video, he didn't just dislocate it; he popped it back in, and then tells his yeah. family to come back down and stuff like that. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Forty ninth episode. We are in our Julius Peppers, the hot jardinier of the defensive line. At the North Carolina Tar Heels, right? He is yes, representing that Bear great, Panther great, Packer yeah. player. Packer yeah. player. <laughs> well, I guess he was a better Packer than he was Bear, but still. No, he was pretty good with the Bears. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's been pretty good everywhere, honestly. He's playing a little bit of a different position with the Packers, though. Yes, anyway, anyway, we'll digress on that. But, Steve, tell everybody who may know about the show a little bit more about the show and the people who are just learning about us for the first time and coming into our dojo, welcome. We are in the learning annex. Steve will give you the information about us. <laughs> yes, uh, we have lots of information about the show on OhThisPodcast.com. And uh, we are also available for your listening pleasure on 
uh, on iTunes. We're also on the Google Play Store. You can catch us on Spotify. Uh, pretty much anywhere that you can find or steal or listen to a podcast, uh, we you can find our show magically blessing the uh, the interwebs in a uh, rude and uh, disconcerting manner to you know to some and then to others a whimsical and fun thrilled fun filled journey through the uh, uh, the nuances of uh, oh I don't know this this existence that we've been placed into is Lute, that is that Lute. good enough is that a, is that an ample enough uh, a way of describing our show, Patrick. I think so. Lewd, crude, and rude all in one, <laughs> right? We're the hot taquitos of the podcast world. It's the wine dynum 69 yeah. of the podcast world. <laughs> but anywho, um, getting back to the important things. Yes, you can catch us on uh, your preferred podcast uh, medium. We are out there for your enjoyment. Uh, you can also check us out on social media. We've got uh, the Facebook page. Um, and the Twitter account, you can check us out. Just search for all this podcast. You'll find us both on there. Like our page if you if you want to. Uh, then, that way you get uh, all of our random musings and things on uh, on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter so that you can see the same things. Um, you know, our Google Plus page is popping as well, I hear nowadays. I think our social media team is really spending a lot of money on there. MySpace. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's not just MySpace. It's your space, too exactly it's it's a collective space for everyone to enjoy um but yes you can you can check us out at all those places and then if you do feel like supporting our endeavors you can check us out on patreon or uh just scoot on over to ohthispodcast.com and we got some other ways you can support us there also if you're looking to sponsor the podcast and have your lovely business represented here on the show we are taking applications for that as well so uh yeah you can send those because get we have breaking news at uh, oh this podcast hq um in the learning annex patrick has uh has procured to make to make us seem a little bit more legitimate he's now got a uh, uh all-in-one workstation and that does include a fax machine so before we joked about you know people sending faxes but now with the simple plugging in of a phone line we could literally take faxes investors possibly you <laughs> so pen pending stepbrother think uh without further ado i will take an embark on our uh first little mini segment here we started this a couple of weeks ago we started with the obscure music choice and we're gonna take and go to the vast vast ye, uh yonders of the hip-hop r&b generation to where said comedian former america's got talent host um and the host of Nick Cannon's Wild It Out on MTV Fame. Uh, we are going to take and dial up 2000. God, it had to be like 2003, 2004. He was had an album out. Nick Cannon after Drumline Fame. You know, he was <laughs> the movie. You know, I think that was a Pixar film, right? Miramax, <laughs> Paramount, something like that. Nick Cannon of uh, Disney Fame being a Drumline at Atlanta A and T comes out with the fine hot fire track with none other than Robert Kelly, uh, the gigolo. So go do yourself a favor and cue up the Spotify. That's going to be your accompaniment for this particular thing. And in a few and merely, merely minutes, you will understand the correlation as to why this is the obscure choice of the week. Ooh, there's a there's a tie in. There's, there's a, a tie in. There's from a, this. yes. And if you don't believe me, you could send us a fax about that. But Steve, <laughs> tell us what we're drinking this week. Well, I know yes. what we're drinking, but tell them what we're drinking. Yes, this week we are drinking. Uh, we, we're taking a little road trip out to uh, the the fine city. We we talked a little bit about uh, the Fresno Grizzlies last week. 
Um, got a little love from them on uh, Facebook too, which was nice. Uh, you know, with our shout out uh, to Cilantro Gomez. Yeah, we we do like Cilantro Gomez, um, but uh, we are g- going out to uh, Fresno once again because right across from the uh, wonderful ballpark, which I I mentioned uh, last week, there's a brewery called Tioga Sequoia Brewing Company, and uh, we are drinking Half Dome, which is their um, this is a, a California wheat ale that they brew up with uh, stone fruit, and uh, this is a really um, kind of a polarizing beer, I guess, from the review standpoint, but I find it to be very delicious. Um, it's very hazy um, and got a ton of citrus flavor. Um, it's not very heavy. Um, it's a 5% alcohol. It's definitely a lawnmower beer, um, but it's absolutely spectacular in my mind when it's cold um, and when the temperature outside is miserably hot, which it commonly is in Fresno. Um, so yes, I highly recommend uh, drinking this beverage while you're in the midst of a 111 degree Fresno Grizzlies game, or perhaps when you have to mow a lawn with uh, 95% humidity or higher, uh, this is a very refreshing little beverage. So um, like I said, though, the reviews aren't like spectacular on it. I think they could be a little bit higher. I just think the style uh, gets knocked a little bit because it's kind of like in that blue moon genre. So uh, it's, it's not like a, a super um, like, crazy eventful type beer where you're going to be like oh man this is this is just wild it's just really refreshing i enjoy it it comes in 16 ounce cans which is always a uh, a fun format Mm -hmm. but uh, yeah it clocks in at uh 3.38 out of 5 on beer advocate um 3.72 on untapped um rate beer actually doesn't have the newer version of this uh fully rated at least that i could dig around and find uh, they had the original version before they uh, kind of tweaked the recipe, which was a little bit of a lower rating. But uh, since they've modified the recipe and changed things up, there hasn't been as many reviews on it. So um, I put it in that solid like 3.75 range for my, myself personally. Uh, it, I wouldn't drink it like on a, uh, you know, on an average day. But if it's hot outside, I would definitely crack one open and enjoy it that way. So you think the ratings are mostly skewed because of the style of beer, not necessarily the beer itself? I, I mean, it's not all of it, but it's definitely a component of it. I mean, it's not a it's not a beer that's going to wow anyone or like necessarily win any awards at you know a big craft brewing competition. But like like I said, when it's hot outside, it's very refreshing. It's it's a good beer to drink. It's it's not going to make you feel miserable when it's warm out or you're just out doing stuff. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a very good, I would peg it a very good day drinking beer as well. Interesting. So and for what, a person who can't stand day drinking, uh, that, uh, that gets a good endorsement out of, in, from me. That's awesome. So what do you think, what's the best way to, cause I know that people are going to see beers and they're going to take in, Oh, I want to have the highly rated ones. Like generally people want highly rated ones. What do you recommend like people to step in, dip their toe into the pool to take in kind of like seek out some of these that may not be highly rated but that are good too like the trust factor kind of thing is there anything that you like word to the wise for it you're not going to buy like a pallets full of this like or a couple kegs of this but like anything you can recommend so people can expand their beer knowledge i think if you're the the type of person who uh is you know into macro brews so you you know your bud lights and your budweiser's um the logical move is to start moving towards like a craft lager um, scene there. That's getting more and more popular. Um, the, the bigger um, craft breweries are starting to put out lagers. Um, so those will start to, you'll start to see those too, especially as the spring turns into the summer. Um, 
So they'll get a little bit of a different hop profile, but still in a familiar enough uh, flavor that you won't be totally off put um, and just kind of move on from there. So start getting into uh, the various wheat ales and then, and then start getting into pale ales. Once you start getting into IPAs and stuff and the bitterness starts getting uh, a little higher, that's where some people kind of draw the line. But uh, I, I think if you work your way up to that, it doesn't have as much of a jolt to people as if you were like, Oh, I'm going to, go and throw someone like a super bitter IPA, like at knowing full well that they drink Miller Lite, you know, right, right. three days a week. And then that's their beer to go to. So it's all about stepping stones. Um, so I would just recommend trying to kind of ease your way, you know, a little bit out of the comfort zone and then just kind of work your way up. Interesting. And then also just like, don't necessarily trust the ratings or understand where the ratings are behind. Like this one yeah. could be based on the style, but like you might enjoy it. Like it might be, you know, because there's things that you like that I don't like that I would rate a one and you would rate a five and vice versa. So, like, I think that's one of the things I'm trying to get at is, like, cho- like use a little bit, like, what's it going to cost you? A couple bucks to buy a beer, right? Yeah, so exactly. experiment if you choose to do that. The other more serious question that I have is, can you enjoy this while sitting in a parked Toyota Sequoia? You know, uh, a parked, yes, with as long, so long as the... Uh, uh, keys are not in it and you are not on a motor um uh a like motorway of any way Tioga sequoia in the toyota sequoia camping grounds <laughs> uh yes that would probably be permissible um so yes i would th- those would be the only uh, uh situations in which i would endorse you doing that See, that that's that's my attempt at a bad pun a big pun some <laughs> might say so with that being said how many on Steve here? 3.75 on this? Yeah, I, I like it, I think, more than uh, the average person, but uh, I have a I also have an emotional bond to uh, the Fresno Grizzlies and, uh, and this brewery, so um, perhaps my ratings are a touch skewed, but I, I, tend, to, I tend to leave it pretty straight up. It's a, it's a refreshing beer. It's not the greatest beer in the world, and nor would I proclaim it to be, but it is a, uh, I, I enjoy it, and uh, I recommend it. You can't get it necessarily... Uh, out in the Midwest or anything like that. It's a West Coast brewery. But uh, in, if, you're in the, uh, if you're in the Fresno area and or um, in Central Valley of California, even even pops up sometimes here in the uh, Bay Area uh, at, a, at liquor stores and stuff. So you may be able to see it and find it uh, and give it a test drive out here. So you're basically saying you wouldn't walk 500 miles for it is what you're saying. No, no. Proclaim no. it. Proclaim. Yeah, bad joke about that song <laughs> reference right there. Steve, tell us what our first one is. It's the Proclaimers, <laughs> the band. I'm aware. Yes, I'm aware. I know. You're not even. You're not giving me. I'm going to try harder on my puns now. You know, <laughs> we're going musical today. I know that for a fact. And some of this well, stuff. Well, yes. So the first topic of the uh, of the day uh, here is we have a uh, one of our our recurring uh, segments that comes up periodically, uh, checking out some of the various national days of sort, um, whether that be uh, you know hot dog day or, uh, you know, uh, paper and pencil day or just, just random oddball holidays. But, uh, this Fred one Durst is, is an awesome day. kind of. <laughs> Fred Durst lobbied to have that recognized by, by the city of Jacksonville, Al Borland day. <laughs> um, but we do have a actual fairly legitimate one coming up this Saturday, uh, April 7th, which is national beer day. Um, which is, a a, a fitting holiday for this podcast and for, uh, many people out there in the world. And uh, it's it's kind of a cool little uh, setup because um, they celebrated on April 7th because it's the celebration of the signing of the Colin Harrison Act uh, back in 1933, I believe it was signed. 
um, that uh, it that was the date at which it went legal for states to um, or for companies in states to start uh, producing beer up to 3.2 uh, um, percent alcohol content once again during prohibition. So it didn't fully uh, legalize beer, but it did allow the beer to be made up into that. Uh, that alcohol content, which made a lot of people happy and got uh, kind of the, it, it was definitely one of the, the major stepping stones before uh, prohibition uh, was repealed and uh, things went back to normal. Yeah. It, it, it's interesting. Cause when I saw the holiday at first on the, like our, our site that we see all these different calendar stuff on there, I was like, Oh, this has got to be a joke. But then when I saw the history behind it, I'm like, Oh, that's kind of cool because 1919, the, the Volstead act or was it the Volstead act? prohibition things 1920s you got prohibition taking there and then we all know like being in chicago and all that stuff with uh you know all the bootleggers and al capone and it's a very very this whole city is steeped in lots of tradition and then to be like oh okay then this whole prohibition thing came to an end or was starting to see this on the with uh this uh fdr bill it was pretty kind of it was really kind of cool to see that i'm like well you can't fault that for there so how are you going to celebrate National Beer Day? Is it going to be any different than that, or? Um, no, I I do. You're going to go to Buffalo sell- Wild Wings and crush <laughs> back some Blue Moons. Yeah, get a get a couple Budweisers. Yeah. Um, no, I uh, I will beers? probably I will probably celebrate, but I will. I think I'm going to crack open uh, one of two beers from my cellar. So I have a uh, bottle of Chocolate Rain from the brewery from 2017 that uh, I might uh, decide to crack open. Um, and I also have uh, some bottles of 2016 Black Tuesday uh, from the brewery that uh, I might choose to open as well. It's kind of got to be one or the other, given the alcohol content between those two beers. But uh, yeah, I, I think I'll I'll pop one of those open and uh, and share it around and enjoy myself that way on Saturday. Yeah, and take it down to the hot tub and see what happens. Right? <laughs> definitely not hot. Tu- uh, definitely not acceptable for Patrick's hot tub beers of the week. I don't know what you're talking about there. <laughs> Do not know what um, you're talking about there. But the cool thing too with this holiday is that it's actually, uh, I think this year got legally recognized by the state of Virginia. Um, okay. Yeah. So they, they put a house resolution in, in the um, state Congress in, uh, in Virginia. So like they have some bona fides to it, which is kind of cool. Cause normally it's just like, I mean, there's the hashtag out there. I mean, if you, you go on Twitter or Facebook, you know, this upcoming weekend, you'll see plenty of them. And frankly, on like untapped has a badge that you'll get if you check in a beer on, uh, on national beer day too. So I have to do that because it, one beers don't count if you don't check them in on untapped. We're, right, not, for we're sure. not sponsored by untapped, but that's just reality of things. I mean, that's, that's just how life goes. Um, and then the, uh, the other side of it too, is, uh, I you got to skip my badges, you know? Yep. You absolutely have to do that. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was a good one to take and do just because of what it was. Like, I'm can't, I can't wait for some awesome, you know, other good holidays like National like Fried Chicken Day or National uh, <laughs> uh, Biscuits and Gravy in Your Shoes Day kind of. Bis- National Biscuits and Gravy Day, I could get behind. Dude, yes, that would be a solid, solid choice. But have so- you tried? So not to not to go on too much about biscuits and gravy, but have you tried the biscuits and gravy uh, Lay's chips? No, I have not. I've not, but not well. Now we have to do something for science. So see, and then we <laughs> have to eat biscuits and gravy at the same time, <laughs> and then just see? have like an inception moment. Table this production meeting. Okay, we got to yeah. move on. But this is a uh, this is this is a, a valid topic that we will noted. <laughs> uh, but yeah, any uh, any uh, thing that you're going to do for beer day before we move on? I'm going to probably drink a beer. 
yeah, you you're going bold with that with that prediction. Huh? Yes, exactly. I've been feeling like having Dutch skunky beer from Holland recently. I don't know why. You know, maybe it's the wooden shoes and the weather. <laughs> it just gets you. <laughs> it just gets me in this like mood for for some <laughs> Dutch skunky beer. But I don't know. Since it was three point two percent alcohol, I might have to go find something that is like three point two percent alcohol, like a MGD sixty four if they still make that. Maybe or like a Sharps Light. Yeah, yeah. Like a so Super no, Sharps. Like an no, extra- I think Sharps has has less than three too. Well, so like if you have Sharps ch- sharp cheddar cheese, and then you have like extra sharp cheddar cheese, it's got to have a Patrick Sharp jersey. Right, right, right. <laughs> so I'm gonna have like a Sharps light, like extra Sharps light. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do that, and you you report back on the findings. <laughs> okay, that sounds good. Um, but Patrick, so let's move on to uh, our next uh, our next topic, which <laughs> is. <laughs> admittedly uh one of well i mean we're we're not proud here we have a lot of stupid ideas um hey but you, you got to get the stupid ideas out to get the great ones to bubble exactly. up too on the, on the outside of this you and i are legit billionaires and we we have all the uh the world changing ideas but uh, we get all all the stupid ones on the podcast give it to everybody else that's how you, <laughs> it's a long con right there exactly um so the other day i was uh making my uh making a, a little jaunt over to a uh, fine dining establishment for lunch. And uh, I had uh, my, uh, I picked a, a Smashing Pumpkins radio station. that was just going to play stuff on shuffle. And uh, it just so happened that the fine band Green Day came on with their smash hit Brain Stew. Um, but when it played, I immediately went to thinking that, oh, this is Brain Stew. Uh, I'm thinking of the fine track from the Godzilla soundtrack, which included uh, Godzilla backing up uh, <laughs> the the rest of the band. I'm following. Um, adding, I'm following. And add a new layer to the uh, the overall uh, instrumentation. Um, but it did not have that. Um, so then we got to talking about Godzilla, and we came up with this. So <laughs> I love how you to- just like happy shit. So we got talking about Godzilla. And so <laughs> this is what we came up with. Let's not gloss so, over the the magnitude of that awesomeness statement. Right no, there. no. So we've got to we've got to have a little conversation about whether we'd rather cut a track that features Godzilla on it, or whether we'd rather have an entire songs about Godzilla, such as the 1977 release on, on the uh, Spectres album, I believe it was, uh, by Blue Oyster Cult, the uh, their smash hit Godzilla. So what would you rather have, Patrick? Would you rather have Godzilla just like cutting a vocal track and being there or would you rather have the entire song centered around him is it a single track one like it's it's one track that Godzilla's in the studio for yeah yeah, he's getting his fee and then go or or she's getting her fee and then going because we don't know we don't know it the entity that is Godzilla (laughs) correct yes okay artist formerly known as Godzilla soon after (laughs) (laughs) But so yes. let me just say that Matthew Broderick soundtrack, I, I want to be the music publisher who's like, yo, the music supervisor, he's like, I got an idea for you. We're going to take this great Green Day. We're, let me rephrase that. I got an idea for you. We're going to take this Green Day track <laughs> and we're going to make it even greater than it already is. See, that, what, that, that, that's where I want to know, like, who came to Green Day and was like, all right, <laughs> guys, guys. <laughs> We need you to we we want to use we want to use brain stew on this, but there's one there's one little stipulation like how many zeros do you need added to the end of that check to say yeah fuck it whatever throw Godzilla on. There. See Matthew wants to do it. He's all for this. Matthew Broderick, 
wants to do this. He's all for this project and having you guys involved here, but he just needs, it just needs to pop more. You know, <laughs> he needs just a little more in there. Like, okay. So first off that this is a really tough existential question because the track Godzilla by the blue oyster cult performed live at saw it at Milwaukee Summerfest mm-hmm. a couple years ago before I saw Nelly play. That was awesome. Okay. It was also made awesome by the drunken dude in a cowboy hat who was making Godzilla arms and walking in front of his <laughs> ex-wife or wife, like two steps in front of me, which is like making Godzilla noises too. So I think that he was karaoke-ing that. So <laughs> um, I'm not going to lie. I kind of, as much as I do respect having Godzilla in the track, uh, in the vocal studio, I don't think it would be a correct, uh, like I don't think he, she, it would be a... um a person or a creature, a being of sorts that would be able to take constructive criticism. It's like, excuse me, Mr. Godzilla, you need to come in on the and of one instead (laughs) of that. I think it would just be like an unproductive recording session. Kind of like what I would believe working with like Miley Cyrus or, um, uh, someone else that I was going to make a joke about. (laughs) It could be that. Yeah. It would be like somebody who would be more of a diva. I think of Godzilla in the recording studio as a diva and you could see it on their face right as they walk in because they're going to be not walking in through the front door they're going to blast through the side of the studio too now i would honestly say that you know dedicating a three to four month or four minute track to the art of godzilla is pretty awesome because you watch out tokyo godzilla is on the roll you know Mm -hmm. so i would honestly say i would write the track about godzilla yeah i think Godzilla has enough cachet uh, and enough epic stories, too, to be able to... I mean, you could write an entire concept album on Godzilla if you really wanted to. I a mean, Broadway play? You, I mean, don't, don't write that up. I mean, that's entirely... It's a viable Let's mark play. that down. Like, we were just... <laughs> fax, machine in the, like, fax Machine in the Learning Annex is coming out with great freaking ideas. Like, this concept is not a kaiju movie idea, but it could be. Right. <laughs> like, Godzilla gets pissed because... You know, Butch Vig is in the studio telling him that <laughs> that he needs to be up an octave, and he gets pissed and he goes on a rampage. And really, that rampage is, or the the whole notion of him being upset is not because Butch Vig told him to be up an octave. It's that there's some greater societal ill that Godzilla has to come in, flatten the place, and then let humans restart and start fresh, knowing that they've learned their lesson and know how to go uh, go forth with their lives in a better manner. See, I love how you pick Butch Vig. I would think it would be Quincy <laughs> Jones It would be booking the Godzilla. You know? well, I was just thinking producers right off the top of my head, and I watched... What about uh, Jimmy Iovine? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, you yeah. got to have someone that can manage the personality of that. I don't think you'd have any problems with Blue Oyster Cult. Now, what if Godzilla wanted to be on the Godzilla track? Meta, okay. meta right there that i think is just too much you know yeah, that i think is run. like putting cashmere on a p diddy song that's that's like uh it's, i mean you don't want uh you know editorial uh to get in the get in between you know you don't want advertising and editorial mixing um so y- you want godzilla to be the subject but you don't want him necessarily going in and writing an autobiography here because he could start elaborate, you know, exaggerating things that, uh, you know, didn't really happen. Now are the Godzilla squeals in English or are they in Japanese? That's a very, that's a profound question. Um, I'm going to say they're going to be in, I mean, 
based on that, what we know. Yeah. I'm going to say they're probably in Japanese. However, uh, I, I've gotten that's that's merely a hunch and I have no firm science to back that up. We'll put that in the research and develop. <laughs> we'll send a fax to research and development to find out that uh, going forward, because we do need to know this here. Like, Steve, what say you? What like where would you see? Like, I honestly think that, yeah, I would probably lean towards the song. I think you can explore the creative space more, the creative milieu and use Godzilla as a muse for the creative art to take and bubble from. Yeah, I, I definitely lean towards that, but I'm thinking, like I said before, I'm thinking more of like a concept album. So maybe I won't make a full album, but I'm going to do like the front side of 2112 and just have it be an epic of the the life and times of Godzilla and just just run through like 18 to 20 minutes of uh, of awesomeness. And then, uh, you know, have the, have the backside, you know, there, there'll be some B sides. Maybe you'll put brain stew with Godzilla on, on the B side. Right, but, for sure. Uh, for sure. But, uh, yeah, that, that's the, uh, that's, that's where my mind goes. It's like, all right, let's, let's create something massive because I mean, he's a, he's a tall tale. He's a legendary creature. You want to, you want to pay ample tribute to him. Um, so yeah, I think that's, that's where my mind goes, uh, rock, rock opera and, or, uh, large, long, uh, conceptual track interesting i just thought of something as we were taking and talking about this too there's nothing that confirms or denies that billy joe armstrong isn't the godzilla voices on those tracks as well we haven't gotten full credits Mm -hmm. i have listened to the godzilla the movie original soundtrack from the 1997 98 movie recently enough to know that (laughs) billy joe armstrong and Godzilla are not credited on that track together. So maybe maybe could, Godzilla just got credit for some of the arrangement. Maybe he didn't get credit for the uh, for the harmony. That, that's true. Now, also, which Godzilla would you think uh, would you want to work with? Would you want to work with Godzilla of the movie Godzilla that the Matthew Broderick film, or would you want to work with? Do you think a traditional Godzilla, any of the sci-fi Godzilla movies, Godzilla vs King Kong? would be more of a prima donna inside of the studio or not very yeah, different creatures because some are more dinosaur some are more dragon i i like my godzilla traditional so uh give me give me the originals from the uh you know give me walking upright not swimming more yeah, dinosaur fighting Mothra, tokyo fighting, yeah. fighting gamera one of, you know whatever the case may be there yeah that's that's the godzilla that i want that's the godzilla that's the that's the tiny baby. My Godzilla Jesus. wears wears a tuxedo t shirt. <laughs> Listening to Freebird, dude, that would be awesome. What if he was playing with like Thirty Eight Special on like a Hold On Loosely remix? That would that would be interesting. I would but, uh... Godzilla and the Almond Brothers, dude. Oh, I could God. book like I could book an Ice Capades tour just like this. <laughs> Did you know that the Smashing Pumpkins cover uh, Godzilla by Blue Oyster Cult? Really? No, I did yeah. not. I'm gonna yeah, look you at can that now. Yeah, you can check it out. I know they sure. do Landslide. Yeah, well, they definitely do Landslide, but they, they do uh, Godzilla. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, I, I have to ask you a question, because I think my mind, as, you know, as beautiful as some may say, went to this next follow-up question. But if you could take any other mythical creature to be in the recording studio besides Godzilla, who would you have in the studio with you and or what song do you think genre they would be playing on and or what instruments could they be contributing to? Ooh. See, I have one that's going to be great. I'll tease one. That's good. Okay. Fire okay? away. So I would have 
the werewolf of London okay. play on the track of werewolves of London. Okay. Doing okay. the howling parts. Not not the Kid Rock no. song where he rips off werewolves of London and Sweet Home Alabama. No, 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 no. It would definitely be like a an Inception kind of moment. It would be like looking inside of a mirror inside of a mirror. Okay. Um, it would be wrapped in enigma, wrapped in a riddle. <laughs> it would definitely be Werewolf of London on Werewolves of London. Okay, that's fair. I think I would go uh, with a Kraken Ooh. on either the drums or uh, the concert piano, so okay. to speak. Maybe, ooh, there, there it is. The Kraken, like, live at Wrigley, like Billy Joel style. Okay. That's, Just that's playing on himself? Here. Yeah. Big stage, him alone. Yellow lights. Submarine? Yeah. I mean, just, just doing his thing out there. See, um, I would do like a, a, a night, the crack, or a, a Patrick Farrar presents a, a night of songs by the Kraken featuring none other than Uncle Cracker. <laughs> sponsored by Kraken uh, Rum. <laughs> sponsored by Kraken Rum and Cracker Barrel. <laughs> Like you get anything, like you, can, you get biscuits, you get yeah, issued a plate of biscuits and yep, gravy, yep, yep. a Kraken bottle of rum, yep. and then you get to watch a gargantuan octopus slash squid play, uh, play piano music. Yep. <laughs> I think that's totally fair. That's awesome. Oh my God. We are so dumb. Yeah. I think one other, I mean, you could, you could definitely put a, you could have a dragon, um, in there. Uh, but see, if you did a- enter the dragon, it would just be a Cisco track, <laughs> and you would have to have the dragon with like spray painted gray hair, and then you would have to do the thong song too, because of the <laughs> Enter the Dragon album. You you just have to be very careful though, because if a dragon gets you know pissy, then you're gonna wind up with a with a, a studio that's not gonna be functioning very long. Exactly. I mean, same same thing goes with. I mean, so think about this. So would the Kraken, the dragon, and Godzilla be the wrecking crew? I guess it would be like <laughs> if you take it and have them be your mythical creatures, uh, studio band, you could cut as many albums as you want. I damn know you'll, what about King Kong? King Kong would definitely have to be in yeah. there. It's like, you know, your baritone, you know, yeah, basically that's... anything that's related to Dwayne, the rock Johnson and a <laughs> rampage movie. We have to take and put into this thing. Right. Yeah. That, that's valid. I think. Yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah. What about the rock? Okay, so what if The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson as a mythical creature, was on Brain Stew instead of <laughs> the Godzilla, doing the same notes? Uh, hmm. No, I'm going to pass. Okay, me too. I was just throwing that out there. He is a <laughs> mythical creature, the man. But the speaking mythical- of wrestling, though, I think there can be a happy medium here between the Godzilla vocal track that is on Brain Stew and then the Godzilla... Uh, track by blue oyster cult i mean if you're making a wrestling entrance you damn sure want the godzilla scream to be the intro but then you want the you want the drums to kick in you want the guitar to go off and you want to be here and as you're walking down to the ring godzilla and as godzilla wanders right. his way down the ring. i mean that's that's just perfection right there i don't i don't see any other like a better way to throw everything together than that i mean godzilla going to the wrestling ring he's taking his time going down the ramp he's going to interact with a few people he might bust toss, you know, someone that's, uh, um, you know, in, you know, outside the ring before he goes and uh, gets into, you know, gets into the squared circle. Um, yeah, these are uh, that that's that's where my mind goes here. That's uh, 
I want everything to be harmonious, and that's the easiest way to achieve all that. Steve, I'm going to start calling you Girl Talk, and you could just mix and match any albums and everything you want together because this is that's hot fire right there, my friend. <laughs> like you have just, you know, you have found gold. You have struck gold. You have lightning in a bottle. That's pure <laughs> gold, Jerry. It's pure gold. <laughs> well, any last uh, parting thoughts on our uh, on our Godzilla segment here, my man? Yes. Which would be the worst? one that you would actually think of like godzilla is awesome we were thinking of pro ones i'm thinking of mythical creatures i don't like see i would take godzilla but i would never take the loch ness monster okay you know sasquatch would be kind of cool but i think sasquatch would be kind of like more of a bon Iver type of you know just inverted <laughs> like <laughs> album where it's like more indie rock and you get okay. it or you know it could be um What's that band? A Wilco album, you know, with Sasquatch. <laughs> Those are all fair and valid. Um, I think maybe like Mothra might be the worst. I don't know if you're you're familiar with Chupacabra, Mothra, but uh, not necessarily like uh, uh, on pitch very well. Uh, very very loud, very piercing, uh, very unique uh, vocal, but uh, not. Uh, not where I w- would be looking for to uh, put it, put on any tracks. So I think that's uh, where I would stay away from. And the monster mash. Do we even go touch that with a 10 foot pole? No, not even close. Okay. That's a different, <laughs> yeah, not even close. I, that's all I got. All right, my man. Well, let us proceed into further intellectual wow. debate. Um, yes. Then a perfect, a perfect end to that, uh, to that segment. But uh, again, in our uh, infinite uh, genius and or stupidity, um, well, Patrick, you got to you got to thinking on on this, and uh, as we were uh, uh, discussing a few famous people, so Patrick, why don't you uh, steer us in the in the into the brain of a Patrick Ferrar, uh, where uh, you came up with the uh, who would you rather hang out with segment that we that we have yeah, set up for yeah, these people. It, so the segment that we have we're we're going to be doing and talking about next is going to be if you had the opportunity to hang out with one of these lovely people for a day who would it be and the the nexus the you know the place that this all started was i was sitting there watching something on youtube it was some will ferrell skit or something along the lines and then it was like going to the next thing and it was will ferrell doing snl where he was harry carey as the scientist right Mm -hmm. it's like hey (laughs) would you eat uh would you rather have mad cow disease and stuff? And I'm like, oh, it's just got me thinking. I'm like, okay, this is odd. And then I was like, I don't know why I cared about Harry Carey's net worth, but I was just like, oh, let's type it in. And so I go to this website, and this website had Harry Carey's net worth, the broadcaster Harry Carey, because I was curious to see what a lifetime career broadcaster in the major leagues would have. And, you know, Chicago institution. Newsflash, at zero, he's dead. Well, ha- <laughs> well yes, currently, yes. But what was so Wait, funny? Wait, he, he currently is dead. Is that going? Is that status going to change? <laughs> it's complicated. Uh, <laughs> he's day to day with death. <laughs> right, right, right. It's on the injury report. Um, the part that was interesting was these jackasses for the site took and had Will Ferrell, Harry Carey photo for Harry Carey's profile, <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, oh man, poor Harry Carey would t- t- turn over in his grave if I was here to talk to him. I'd, I'd I'd calm him down. I'm like, yeah, but I don't know if I'd really want to take and hang out with Harry Carey for a day. I'd rather hang out with Jim Carey for a day. 
because Jim Carrey would kind of be kind of interesting. And then uh, part of me thinks about that. It's like, you know, you know, he's the Basque. He's liar, liar. He's Canadian, too. You know, there's a bunch <laughs> of things that we can, t- can talk about. And I'm like thinking to myself, well, let's shit. Let's just not stop there. What about like, what if we got the king, king of Cleveland? You know, the Price is Right host, Drew Carey. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, Cleveland does rock. And Drew, you are awesome. I kind of do know that the price is wrong, Bob. And was wanting to know, Drew Carey could definitely be a person I'd want to hang out for the day. And then I'm like, well, shit, why not stop there? You know, I have a fantasy sometimes. And if you want to be my lover, you know, you (laughs) could take in, you know, sometimes the, uh, the emancipation of Mimi comes to us. And I'm like, shit, what if you would have a date with Mariah Carey? So the topic I propose to you, Steve, is if you had to take and have a day with one of the Careys, spelled all differently, I think it is, the last name. Yeah. 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 Three different spellings for four people. Who would you choose and why? And you could take and spend like breakfast with one, lunch with the other, and dinner with the other. And kill another one. And it, no, it, no, they no, could no, be no. alive think, or I dead. You gotta do. I think you have to do the entire day with that person. Okay. Well, to get the to get the full experience. Okay. Who would you not start with? Like, um, well, let, let's work on your order of like who you may may start with or may not start with. Okay. Well, I have some. I have some qualifying questions. Okay. Uh, yeah. You know, so you know, I, I gotta. I need to know if the if these prospects are worth my my time. So this so is the I, dating game with four people. We've added like a new person <laughs> into it. So you get to ask your questions accordingly. Yes. So for Harry Carey, is contestant calling, number one? Yeah. Is Harry. Harry Carey going to be calling a Cubs game, a White Sox game, or a Cardinals game, or an Oakland Athletics game? I think dealer's choice. Okay. Um, you get to pick the genre because. That could allow, depend on how much drinking he would have been doing during that time, too, <laughs> to see how much more fun he could be on all those particular things. Yeah. Uh, I think I want my Harry Carey in with Jimmy Pearsall calling a White Sox game. Okay. So that's that's the Harry Carey I'm going to choose for this. It's pretty drunk. Um, and But, yeah, before he had transitioned over to the Cubs. Um, so that that's the Harry Carey I want to envision. Now, as far as Jim Carey, is he going to be painting? Jim Carrey's because, a fantastic artist. Is he going to paint? I don't want to watch. I don't want to watch Jim Carrey paint though. Like that's no, the, no. That's you get thing. to have Jim Carrey do what you do. You can okay. have Jim Carrey as Ace Ventura. You can have Jim Carrey as uh, portrayed in Yes Man. He could do whatever you want. You the can number twenty three done. Okay, right. You can um, also have him in the Truman Show. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, now. I will say that I, the front runner for me is Drew Carey because The Price is Right has a huge draw for me. Um, I watched The Price is Right for many, many years uh, while in high school and in college, usually recovering from a, uh, a night of uh, maybe, maybe a national beer day where I had celebrated a little bit too much. A night of luscious um, imbibing. Yes. Um, so that, that leads out. Now, granted, Bob Barker would be, if, if, if it was Bob Carey and he had changed his name to that, then it'd be a no-brainer because Drew Carey doesn't hold a candle to Bob Barker. But you, you work with what you got sometimes. You, know? you, you can't, uh, you, know, you, you play the cards that you're dealt. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's the leader in the clubhouse for, for right now. Now, for, like, for me, for Mariah Carey, like, I can honestly tell you, Patrick, I couldn't pick a Mariah Carey song out of a hat Unless it was the Christmas song that's always on the radio. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, I honestly, like, it could be, you could play me 10 Mariah Carey songs in a row. I would have no idea unless you told me what they were. Okay. So, and that's, I know she's super famous and, and, and all that. Hence the Nick Cannon reference earlier too. Right. Absolutely. But like, I legitimately, like, I don't know what it was. Like, it just like that whole thing missed me as a child. So would you spend a day with her? I have no, well, I feel like I would, you know, if I spent a day, I would really get to know her and I would be like, that would be the most discovery because I'm so familiar with all of these others. You know, I watched the Drew Carey show. I right. you know, I, I watched Cubs games when I was a kid. So I, I know all about Harry Carey. Obviously Jim Carey was a huge part, uh, you know, if, of my uh, uh, early years. And then, but yeah, the Mariah Carey thing for whatever just missed. So it's like, that could be a bona fide learning journey. Plus she's nuts. Absolutely. So and it's a platonic would... date. It's not a romantic date. Right. So you're not, no. t- you're not wine dining 69 and Harry Carey over here. <laughs> As much as he will love that, you're not going to do that, I, I, okay? I'd be a gentleman. I would buy him a couple cold Budweiser's, and we would have a good time. Okay. And then you would buy Mariah Carey a couple cold Budweiser's and have a good time as well. Yes, absolutely. Okay. I would good. be the, the, the consummate gentleman. You would and not need he, a chaperone? Nick, no, I mean, Nick Cannon could be there to chaperone the whole thing if he wants. Well, he's not around anymore. Well, I understand that, but he could still be there. He has a song named Gigolo. I don't think he would be a good chaperone, but yeah. Sometimes that, you know, sometimes it's all about persona. You think, you know, Godzilla is out there. He's making, you know, sexual tracks. You know, Godzilla is not a sexual being. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's all. He is talking about brain stew though. So (laughs) (laughs) brain stew, I'll be on album. Yeah, but you don't know the deeper meaning of that, of his (laughs) his tracks. (laughs) It could be like, oh, my brain is a stew. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So that's, so I'm going to narrow, I'm going to cut out Jim Carrey. I'm going to cut out Harry Carrey. Ooh, interesting. Uh, Okay. So I, and that's not because they aren't viable contenders here, but I, I have my, my stated cases. So I'm, I'm going to pick between Drew Carey and Mariah Carey. So what you've got to do, you've got to pair out a a couple of these because you can't, you can't have all four. So you've got to uh, get these, get a couple of these knocked out yourself. Interesting. Interesting. So I think I would, I have, Parts of these that would be very interesting, like the same thing that you could do. I could name more Mariah Carey songs than that. I could probably name the 10. It might take a minute or two, but I, I remember listening to Mariah Carey growing up. Like that was in the generation, the generation. I remember like even in the movie Rush Hour where the little girl is singing the Mariah Carey song. Like it's perfect. Oh, and like, I know full well that like it's a her cultural institution. When I was growing right? up, I just don't know any of them sure I, sure I, sure like I, yeah it's just like it's a total blind spot i could go karaoke a little bit if i chose to not well obviously can't hit that what is it four <laughs> octave range but she godzilla is absolutely could, yes godzilla can um but i think the crazy part would be interesting like just like what makes you tick and like how has the music industry changed like what you like thoughts of society are like been through a lot there um for me i think drew carey is one that's very interesting as well just like comedian TV transformation from this like stand up comic comedy TV to host of like a beloved American institution television show taking over from like the beloved American television institution person. Be very interesting to hear the stories there. Jim Carrey, I think the painting partly, yeah, if we're going to go sit in the studio and watch him paint, that's going to be boring. But I think. Even if we're going to do, like, Jim Carrey, like, Lemony Snickets, that's going to be boring. I want to get Jim Carrey, like, I want to open up and hear, like, Fire Marshal Bill kind of things <laughs> and stuff like that. And I just want yeah. to take in, like, 
how did you get the Ace Ventura? Tell me about your passion and how you like knew to bet on yourself. Like his stand up was pretty clean at first. Like a lot of it was. Like how did you take and have this unwilling desire to take and do this? I think it would be fun to just do pranks with Jim Carrey all day. <laughs> um, and Harry Carey would be interesting from like a historical standpoint, being around baseball for so long. I think it would be good, but I also think that he drank a lot. And yeah, a fair amount. I'm curious how much he remembers about certain <laughs> baseball stories uh, enough to like, hang on. <laughs> and I don't want to think that he's going to take into a seven inning stretch every time he goes into some place. He's like, Oh, one, uh, two, like three. <laughs> so for me, I think I would be choosing Jim Carrey and Drew Carey to be spending. Those are my finalists for the day. Now, okay. what flavor? Okay, so I'm Jim Carrey and Drew Carey. What flavors? We have them, and you're Harry Carey? Or no, you're Mariah. And, Mariah and Drew. Okay, so what flavors of Drew and Mariah would you take and want to imbibe in? Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely uh, Price is Right, Drew, for me, even though I do also enjoy um, the uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway, Drew, and uh, the Drew Carey Show, Drew. But because the Price is Right is so... Uh, I've, I've always wanted to be on the Price is Right, so um, that that's my ticket to get in there. And, and then, you know, I feel like I can, I can leverage that a little bit and be like, hey, Drew, like... You Let know, me play Plinko right now. Let's you know, let's you know, do cliffhangers or, or oh, one of, you know, great one. One of the one of the other games, and uh, just uh, you know, let me spin the big wheel and and have my time. Damn it! Um, and so that like that's a huge draw. Although the the on the flip side of the coin, though the the shenanigans that I might be able to get into um, with Mariah Carey could be fairly interesting as well. Um, whether that be musical shenanigans or just uh, crazy shenanigans. Um, I'm gonna pistol whip the next person who says shenanigans. Tomfoolery and <laughs> horseplay. Uh, there, there, there could be some things. Uh, by all accounts, she's a little bit more uh, regulated now. It seems, but uh, yeah, that's. I'm kind of torn, but I think I am gonna lean towards the Drew Carey. I'm gonna go Drew Carey. Interesting, interesting. And okay. I, I didn't think when I when we first set out to do this segment, I didn't think that was the way I was gonna go. But going through. Um, my mood at the moment and is and uh, you know, doing some soul searching I think that's the way I have to go that's your existential that's your inner Godzilla taking in brain stewing right now right <laughs> exactly. so if I had to take and go like if my inner Godzilla was speaking to me in the world right now it, it would be tough because I think both I would go definitely in the comedic route and I would take and go in the 90s stuff so for me, I would definitely be taking and looking at Drew Carey show Drew because I relatable, um, personable Midwestern. You know, it, it's like he would be like one fun person to just like hang out with, and I'd be like, I'd be so so curious as to like, how do you think up of all these things to do to piss off Mimi, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and to take and get back at her and all these different things. I think there would be like the conniving stuff. He's neurotic. I think it would. You know, he was, he would be a, just like a natural person to have a conversation with for me. With that being said, I think Jim Carrey, the Ace Ventura, liar, liar, Jim Carrey would be kind of where I'd go, right? Fire Marshal Bill, like Jim Carrey over the top. I don't think mm-hmm. the mask Jim Carrey would be in that. Like I would take and love to go have fun and have that personality and like, 
how did you get into those roles kind of moments? Like, sure. how did you do that? Like, be funny. Just, like, pick it. Like, be a sponge around that. Um, And then 100% try to hope that he'll let me, like, uh, <laughs> see him put that uh, when he was Ray Finkel trying to go to the mental institution <laughs> and the tutu on. Uh, <laughs> try to see him, like, recreate some of this stuff. But, like, just talk about the creative process with him. So I would lean to, like, a day would be with Jim Carrey. Also, like, to hear the whole part about, like, when he was doing the Andy Kaufman movie, mm-hmm. like how he got so method in there. Cause you don't think of him being like, you th- anytime you think of Jim Carrey, what's the first thing that comes to you? Fart jokes, right? Mostly for, for yeah. being mostly fart jokes. Oh, yeah. And so like, how did he like Andy Kaufman and like, he was method acting that for like two and a half years or whatnot. People said that like, it was very, very disturbing working with them. And I think Paul Giamatti was in that movie too, right? <laughs> so I'm like, I, I don't know. I've never seen Man on the Moon. Oh, I'm really like, how's working with, how's working with the King Jerry the King Lawler and Paul Giamatti and all that stuff. So yeah, <laughs> I would def- definitely say that um, my moment would be Jim Carrey. Now, if I had a four day weekend and could fit them all in, I think it would be a great. <laughs> I-, I think we could have a Carrey Fest, right? You could. You could. Yeah. Yeah, and it, well, we could do, make it a five day weekend and bring Carrie Underwood into it. Uh, <laughs> a different type of Carrie. And a, right? and a goaltending uh, a demonstration with Carrie Price yep. while we're in. We got six days right here, <laughs> and we could get Carrie Grant to come down for, you know, living, not living legend, but legendary. <laughs> <laughs> you got five alive and two uh, not so alive. We have all Carrie weekend or all Carrie <laughs> week for that. So. Any last thoughts you could think of? Uh, no, I, I'm a little surprised that neither one of us uh, stuck with Harry Carey, but I think, uh, I think both uh, cases have been made with sound reasoning. And uh, yeah, I think that uh, if, we, if we were to do Carey Fest, uh, we would, you would have to build out uh, a few more Careys, but then just the seven. Um, I, think, I think it's a minimum 10, day to, 10 to 14 day festival. Um, but, uh, you know, that's, that's for the, the business people to, to figure out, not necessarily for us. Adley Dave or Adley Stevenson park in Aurora <laughs> Wayne's carry stock right after rib fest, right after rib fest. <laughs> Pitbull's coming to rib fest in Naperville. Did you see that? I did see that dude. Godzilla would so be a rib fest person. I, I know Godzilla loves rib fest. God, I can't, I want to see Pitbull because I want to see how terrible it is live. But at the same time, I don't have any desire to pay to see Pitbull. So if anyone's out there who's got free tickets to see Pitbull. You have to pay for uh, it at Ribfest? Yeah, you got yeah, to pay to go to Ribfest. Yeah, no, you pay for the ribs. Yeah, but you got to get in there. No, you got you to, gotta, I think you got to pay to get in there and pay for the ribs. Okay. Well, I could be wrong, though. I, I, the, uh, it's, it's, been a, it's been many moons since I've uh, considered going to Ribfest. So maybe they've changed their business model. Interesting. We're not sponsored by Ribfest, and we're not giving them a slamming endorsement. But when I saw Pitbull in there, I thought he was just like a Pitmaster. Like, ooh, Pitmaster. Yeah. Pitbull's yeah. Pitmaster. There we go. Reality TV show. Definitely, definitely get it Pitbull done. Pitbull barbecue show. It's <laughs> nothing better than Hoobastank at Frontier Days last year. Steve, take us out. Yes, everyone, if you do want to check out the show, uh, head over to ohthispodcast.com. You can catch a, a bunch of good back episodes there as well as some other info. You can also uh, get the episodes of the show on iTunes. You can get them on Google Play, you can get them on Spotify, uh, wherever you like to get your podcasts from. We will be there for your enjoyment. Uh, check us out on Facebook or on Twitter. You can follow along with the show there and catch up with uh, 
all the random things that we have going on uh, for both the show and our, uh, you know, our individual uh, wants and, and loves that we have out there to uh, share with, share with the world. Um, and then if you do want to support us uh, in any way, uh, check us out, uh, go over to uh, our Patreon page. You can support us there or uh, go over to all this podcast.com. And we've got a bunch of links to that for you to help us make this show. Couldn't have said it better, my friend. To anybody who's listening, we'd love to hear your thoughts on Godzilla versus Godzilla in the oh, studio. I think, on I think the we're going to have to release a, a poll about the, the carry, 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 carry. Yeah, the carry, 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 carry. We want to know who would you who would you like to spend the day with and what would you do on your carry, 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 carry thing? And also <laughs> carry fest and also about Pitbull, Pitmasters, and also about, God, what else? we I forgot all the other things that we came up with. Oh, biscuits and gravy while biscuits and gravying. But <laughs> until next time, from the Learning Annex, I'm Steve. I'm Patrick. And we are out. Bye.